Now, the Riverdale Carnival presents the Archie. Archie Fuzz. Okay, everybody, here we go with our new hit record, Sugar, Sugar. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the podcast formerly known as Archie Fox, currently known as Milkshakes and Mimosas. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Roebuck, and I'm here to traverse through the wonders of Riverdale. And I'm not joined alone. Alone. I'm not joined alone. You're not joined at the loins. I'm not joined at the loins. <laughs> unlike unlike Archie, most characters, unlike most, unlike most characters on this show who are always <laughs> joining up them loins. Uh, I am joined with uh, Thor. Hello. This is what my voice sounds like. Sophie. Hello. Jason. Hi. My parents are very disappointed in me. <laughs> And newcomer to the show, Valeska. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Half of the podcast is actively unhappy that they're on the podcast. Kind of, <laughs> kind of the joys of, of podcasting yeah. about this show. Uh, the of, abject misery. Yes. Can I also use a pseudonym like Thor? Can I use like Zeus? Can I use something so nobody knows? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, Jason would like to use a pseudonym, so now he's Jason, 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 Jason. <laughs> uh, just in case you weren't sure his real identity. His phone number. <laughs> Full and his social insurance number, his health card, health insurance. We, we don't got get it all. Those. We don't get those. I mean, he and I can swap names. I could be Jason. He could be Velasca. Fine. You can. We're into this. <laughs> I'm into this, aren't you? Sophie's in the spirit of the podcast. <laughs> uh, I think for the rest of the show, just Andrew, you say a name and somebody different will answer, and just like okay, be no unclear who anyone's name no, is. That's a terrible idea because everyone will instantly start talking and it'll just explode faster than the budget for Archie when they found out they couldn't afford to staff a boxing gym, so they had to introduce a run-down boxing gym with no extras. Uh, so, yeah. So what we do in this podcast is <laughs> every week we talk about Riverdale. Well, not every, every week we talk about Archie and his adult adventures, uh, but we main uh, crux of the show is talking about Four to five episodes of the TV show Riverdale at a time. Today we're talking about season three, episode 12 to 16. We're going to start off with Bizarro Dale, which is just, you know, that's a wonderful name. A wonderful, <laughs> wonderful name for an episode. And, you know, it's really kind of subtle about what what the episode is about. It definitely does not open with Jughead using the lines, Riverdale is like Bizarro Town. <laughs> Thanks, Jughead. <laughs> Fucking useless bird. Um, but <laughs> it's true. Jughead does nothing useful. Oh, um, I forgot. We forgot to mention. Like... So this is the first episode of us in our new feed, right? Our new home. So yeah, new feed. Yeah. So thank you for those of you who came from Thor's Hour of Thunder. Thank you for those of you who found us with our milkshakes and mimosas name. Uh, we still are Archie fucks in our hearts. 
he fucks in our hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, he fucks in our hearts. He fucks on the screen. He fucks everywhere. Let's open that champagne. Both since he yeah, fucks in the car. <laughs> Um, he is Sam. I is, am. Question: Is Bizarro Town um, alt right Twin Peaks? Is that what that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, Bizarro Town is just current day America. Current America. So, uh, but all right, let's get this ASMR for when we pop the champagne. We've got a bottle of champagne. All, yeah, so all, all both, of us collectively are popping Since we are uh, a mimosa themed Archie podcast and to celebrate us the the same way a boat is inaugurated with champagne this uh i i dubbed this ship uh andrew i guess <laughs> hey we have guys we timed that ship. so well you couldn't even tell it was five bottles we all popped them I, of course, came up with the idea to name the ship after myself because I am an egomaniac, <laughs> uh, just like all of the characters on Archie. Okay, so... Sorry to interrupt. Let's talk about what everyone does for the show. So I have seen every episode and I go crazy. <laughs> Thor has seen... What have you... You've seen the final episodes of... What was it? Uh, you've every seen the final season. episodes of season one and season two. Two and then and all of season three. Don't worry, I won't spoil it. Oh, whoa, he's in the future. But now he's watching every every episode of season three concurrently with us. Sophie has watched everything until she was like, "Fuck this noise!" And then yeah, I watched all of the first two seasons. <laughs> yeah, and then you kind of only selectively watch things here or there. Uh, it's usually yeah. whatever episode I deem the most insane for her to watch and try to fathom humanity. If, uh, if this Jason, were a lab test, Sophie uh, and me would be the exact polar opposite groups being studied. Yes, I, yes. Uh, right. I uh, literally do nothing. I aggressively do nothing <laughs> on the show. Yeah, so he has seen none of the show, and we're adding in a new element to the show this week with Valeska, who is only reading the Wikipedia entries. How is that going, Valeska? I have so many questions. Oh my god. Well, look, well, well, the question time. I'm excited there's someone on here. This, I, I, Andrew, thank you for thinking of this, because they always make fun of me for pretty much all the content that I consume that's not assigned as homework for podcasts is I just read movie reviews, and the and if the reviews don't give the spoiler, I'm like, oh, I got to go read the Wikipedia and find out how this ends, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to actually see this. I've completed my experience so you're kind of doing what i do with every other show on tv Valeska, i mean that's how... fair yeah. <laughs> no that does sound fair that's that's fair uh so I, what I... questions do you have let's start with specifically bizarro dale we'll go we'll try to break this down episode by episode so before we talk about bizarro dale what are the things that are most like the fuck Okay, well, there's a couple of things that I realized while going through the Wikipedia summaries. There seems to be, like, 15 different plot lines in every episode, (laughs) and every episode seems to have nothing to do with the episodes either before or after. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's pretty much Would that be a fair assessment? 
Okay. And I would say, like, conservatively 15 plot lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, conservatively. Much like the writers who write the show. <laughs> so, Valeska, in terms of them having nothing to do with it, the, the problem is, it's basically like, if you have ever seen the uh, collection of 30-minute uh, things, droids, starring an animated C-3PO, where mm-hmm. everyone ends on a cliffhanger... But then in the first two minutes of the next episode, Steve is like, oh my god, R2, thank god we now have this great new space ray. Like, it, it starts five seconds later, but he's like, oh good, I just found this magic thing in a bush, and we'll solve this problem and move on to the next thing. That's basically can, how every episode... Can I say... Yeah. I mean, that's is, really guys, efficient, though. Can I just say, this is the first time I feel like I know what the fuck is going on in this show? Based on <laughs> wait that a minute. Wait a minute. You got the, sorry, wait a minute. You got the droids reference? I was about to scold him because who has watched the cartoon show droids recently? <gasps> Me. Never seen an episode of Riverdale. Seen all of that. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Um, interesting. So let's talk about Bizarro Dale. Oh, goodness, let's talk about Bizarro Dale. The uh, podcast, this podcast, if you look at the album artwork, we are Cheryl stands. We all love Cheryl. Cheryl Blossom is the best. Except for when we start our podcast, when they suddenly decide to make Cheryl almost irredeemable in these next few selection of episodes. They make this character, who is awesome, and they go, That was what they did to her. Agreed, agreed. I think what happened was is someone finally told them to stop shitting on Ethel Muggs. So they, they were like... They just got rid of her. Yeah. They just took yeah. Ethel Muggs, put her in the back of a van, drove her away somewhere. <laughs> Where the fuck is Ethel Muggs? I don't know. They have enough time to party at... Anyways, well, that's... Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, did the van thing actually happen? Did they take Ethel away in a van? Or is... <laughs> like, I would believe if that really happened. <laughs> no, I think... Well, okay. Here's the thing. I'm not sure. Because, okay, so all of the kids... All of the people who escaped the Sisters of Quiet Mercy after the Gargoyle King shenanigans of, I think, like, episode 10 or 11, they all ended up at Betty's house, and they're all like, we party in at Betty's house. And then Betty's all like, all right, I'm the Griffin Queen, y'all. You got to listen to me because I'm the new DM. And they're all like, you're terrible at this, Betty. We're just leaving. So they just all leave. I think they all go to the farm because I think, like, Evelyn shows up from the farm who... If you want to know whether or not she's pro-farmed, she only wears a shirt that says the farm. Oh, by the way, Valeska, the farm is a cult. The farm is a cult that seems to be intent on burning insect babies, and these insect babies can fly. Don't worry. Just um, just a side note. Um, the person driving that van was Shannon Purser's agent just fucking taking her off the show. <laughs> I wasn't. That wasn't planned. That was planned. And also, a side note, the farm seems to have really mixed feelings on fire because, spoiler alert to later episodes, they like make the incest babies float over a fire. That happened earlier. Then they make the sheriff's son like almost burned his hand on a fire. Then they made him walk across burning coals. But when Betty lit her house on fire, her mom was mad about it. And I felt like the farm <laughs> should be like pro-fire in all circumstances. Okay, okay. I did, fair, fair. I did have a question about okay, the... Uh, is it... <laughs> So about the Griffins and Gargoyles thing, is Riverdale just full of, like, really nerdy D&D-themed gangs? Like, what's that about? No, not until this season. So before this season, okay, here's the plot lines of Riverdale Season 1 and 2. Riverdale Season 1 is a murder mystery. 
Riverdale season two is a poor man's Zodiac where a man is just going around <laughs> shooting people called the Black Hood. And then the, it's, the serial killer is then revealed to be Betty's father, and he now hangs out in a Hannibal Lecter prison. And, like, she just goes to him once in a while and goes, Yo, Dad, who do these crimes? <laughs> a a Hannibal Lecter prison that has So both. this is basically like Scream Queens, then? Yes. Yeah. Except, yeah, except okay. Scream Queens, like, knew what it was. This show yeah. does not. And so, this show <laughs> is now just basically the satanic panic. <laughs> everything that you thought happened in the satanic panic is happening in this season of Riverdale. So it's, it's Wait, Canada Lecter doesn't person. have roaming gangs of D&D? Because uh, <laughs> they're all over America. Uh, yeah, Jason, it's pronounced G and G. Yeah, if you know, Monsters G&G. and Mazes is a documentary. Actually, oh god, yes, oh Monsters yes. and Mazes. Don't make me do the interpretation of that scene again. Um, so yeah, so I mean, basically this the plot is eventually of... leading to over the summer when we don't have any Archie to talk about. We're going to do a dramatic reading of that fucking entire. Mazes and Monsters movie over ten episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that right now. And I'm not going to read any of the okay. parts, just like I did the last time. I'll just be here. For <laughs> no, you were the woman who didn't have any lines in the scene because it was an '80s movie. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yep, that was bad. Okay, so basically, the plot of this episode is the mayor <laughs> is getting married to the sheriff. Oh wait, she's not the mayor anymore, and he's not the sheriff anymore. So the ex mayor and the ex sheriff. They getting down. So that's Josie of Josie and the Pussycats, Mom and Kevin Keller, he who walks through flames and is in love with Moose, father. Um, so oh, and his dad are, is him part of the Hot Dad Squad. We should mention. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, the Hot Dad Squad does include Hot Sheriff Bod Dad of Kevin Keller's dad. Um, so, uh, we then get to see Cheryl fucking, cause of course that's what the show is. We get some fucking, they make a weird Ozarks joke. Uh, anyways, <laughs> they start talking about their GPAs and like Veronica the, like apparently has, yes, like the yeah, Jason yeah. fucking Bateman show. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke to me. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Someone All just like, this show does is give us the worst plot developments ever and then reference Things that I like. So they the show. Name all their show titles after <laughs> movies I love. <laughs> okay, but Veronica talks about having a 4.2 GPA. How in the ever-loving fuck does any character in this show have a high grade point average? None of them go to school ever. None of them are studying for school. They have five illegal businesses. They are just doing drugs. There have been gangs. They are gang banging. Andrew. It is all happening, and they do not have time for school. So I have a which, wait, wait, wait! I have an answer to this question. Uh, okay. The subjects that they take in Riverdale are doggy style, missionary <laughs> class. That's it. That's it. That's the all they have. Illegal Casino Weekly. Illegal Casino uh, Running. I had a question about that as well. Oh, okay, yes. I know please. it's in this later episode. That. So this takes place rivers? in high school, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Veronica, yes. a 36-year-old woman, why is she opening a casino? <laughs> and another well, question. There's a speakeasy. Is Riverdale located in a dry county in Utah? Okay. Well, so it's for underage kids to drink, but weirdly <laughs> enough, adults want to go there as well, so they can drink with underage kids. Alright, everyone's just oh, fine God. with it. Okay, no no no. Let's talk about this entire plot line just because I want to see Valeska's face. Okay, so um Veronica inherits 
the Pops Chocolate Shop, which is like this old malt shop that's in every Archie comic ever. And there is an actual and, Pops who you think would own the shop, but he's black and he's like the civil poor. rights movement never came to Riverdale. Yeah, he's they don't do well. They do not do well with his character, believe me. Okay. We, we will deal with right. that probably soon. Uh but he doesn't so, own the shop that bears his name. It's like Colonel Sanders, but racist. Well, well Colonel Sanders was racist. Like Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you're Valeska, you were about to say. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so what happened is Veronica inherited that shop because she kind of bought it from her dad because her dad owned it, but then her she bought some other club that her dad wanted so that he could do some shady shit. And she's like, I'll give you the club, but you give me Pops. Well, Pops has a convenient basement, and in that basement is an entire speakeasy. They never really explain it. I mean, if someone had mentioned Prohibition once, maybe that would have made sense, but this is in immaculate condition. So every night at Pops, they just let people in through the bar and they just drink there, and then they sometimes have an illegal illegal casino. They had to do an illegal casino once to impress Hiram Lodges, Veronica's dad's business partners once. So now they're like, well, i got to start another casino because i got to make more money because we made a lot of money that time we helped your dad do that illegal shit, so let's do more illegal shit so we can pay your dad who we owe money to. Well, they also that have is to some pay... some Zach Morris shenanigans right there. Yes! Oh my god, yes! <laughs> but yeah, so the, none of them uh, attend college, but a Apparently, they're real good at college. Um, Moose and Kevin, they're kissing a bunch. It's super cute. They're involved in uh, the scouts, I think. I don't know. They're like the cadets. They're basically No, no, the it's, it's the R-R-O-T-C, which oh, is yeah, a real R-R-O-T-C. thing in the United States where, as a wait. minor, you can enter military training in high school. It's fucking terrifying. Wait, 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 I was I would not be allowed in the scouts. I am sorry. Are you serious? RROTC, the thing that is in Riverdale, is a real thing? Yes. I remember I played rugby in high school because um, I enjoyed sweaty dudes running into me. Um, but uh, that's it for another podcast. And, I mean, who uh, doesn't? Yes, exactly. Um, but so um, we when we, we played this one school and we were like, oh, we're fucked because they were all R. ROTC guys, and they showed up with the, like, ammo boxes for their gear, and they changed out of their uniforms into their rugby uniforms, and, like, just, like, destroyed us. Uh, Okay, that sounds frightening, but hey, it's okay. Moose and Kevin, part of that group. Moose's angry dad runs the group, for those unaware, and Moose does not want to come out to his angry dad that he's actually gay, so uh, he doesn't want to do it, but they're going to have a party at the illegal speakeasy for the wedding between Kevin's dad and Josie's mom. And Kevin wants Moose to be his date, but Moose is like, oh, no, can I go in public? Because I don't really want to come out yet. And then Kevin's like, well, here's an ultimatum because I'm being mean and like gives him ultimatum and is like, you have to come out or else it's not going to happen. You saw that and as then- mean? I well, okay, no, no, no. Okay, his his approach is fair, but he then goes and tells Cheryl, that and then Cheryl, bullshit. then Cheryl literally outs Moose to the entire school by going, "There's someone in the ROTC who is gay, and he doesn't want his dad to know." He's named after a large deer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Canadians love him. Uh, <laughs> but how you? It, yeah, Caillou. Exactly. 
<laughs> the, the one bald kid in class, like, God damn it. So I, um, I, I want to pop back to uh, Sophie because uh, I've, I've been talking too much. And Sophie, what we've just described so far, leading up to the episode you watched, I, I as Valeska so eloquently pointed out, you will note that none of that fucking affects your episode, right? At all. Well, it was wait. crazy watching. So the, I watched two episodes and the first one was Firewalk with me. And the second one was the Heather's musical Big Fun. And it was amazing to me, especially in the first of the two, that like most of the previously on Riverdale was from stuff I had seen. And I don't watch the show. So it was like from way, way back. But then it wasn't relevant. Like, usually when shows are like, hey, remember this happened, like, a year ago? Just wanted to remind you. Then it comes up in the episode. Like, okay, so, for example, everyone who's ever heard me on any podcast knows I'm a huge Buffy fan. So when they're, like, previously on Buffy, and it's from, like, several months ago, that's because that person's going to come back. And it was, like, previously on Riverdale. This thing happened last year. Oh, nothing. You don't have to know that for any reason. Okay, bye. It's, it's like, the previous like, line isn't even relevant. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, no, the previous line isn't relevant. Okay, we'll speed through this episode because we've got a lot of episodes. So, basically, uh, Moose eventually does come out to his father because he's feared that he's going to get outed. Well, it turns out they go to uh, – so, Moose and Kevin go to the sex bunker, which is the bunker where everyone has sex. Nobody cleans the sheets. It's gross. Literally, in the episode, Cheryl goes, lots of people have been having sex in there, so make sure you wear protection. Uh, and then she's like, walks away. And then uh, while they're like kajangin there, that's a phrase, kajangin. What? That's a new adjective. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they're kajangin. They're like kajangin. Oh. Uh, and things are getting hot and heavy. They start hearing like footsteps and they're like, what's going on? Wait, what's wait, happening? time out. I'm sorry. Um, I do want to hear how this was interpreted in Wikipedia from Valeska, but first I want to point out that this is part of a montage of one, all of the parents for some reason go and oh, reenact their misbegotten youth of doing fizzle rocks and playing G&G in the school. Someone sends well, them a note telling them to do it, and they just fucking do it. Well, everyone in this show can... does anything that anyone suggests. And well, um, at the end, there's a big note that says, like, fuck you, I did this so I could access your kids. Um, and... So I can access your kids? What you <laughs> well, no, okay, so what happened was... And meanwhile, uh, there's a montage know. of all the kids fucking like but kids literally. that you knew were in relationships kids you didn't know were in relationships kids that aren't on this show I think there's footage of Elf and that blind lady it's great <laughs> like uh yeah there is just a, a complete montage of kids fucking and again remember all of these kids are supposed to be underage and also like apparently none of them just watch TV at night. Like, I don't know. They all, all are in sexing time. And they're all together. They're all kajanging. I hope they all text each other. They're like, parents went out for some reason. Time to kajang? Question mark. (laughs) It's fucking insane because if they were doing what they're like age appropriate for the actors, they'd be watching 60 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight on 60 Minutes. 
Jason, how old do you think the actors are? Like, I think they're probably my age. I don't watch 60 Minutes. Between 54 and I mean, I'm not in high school, but I don't watch 60 Minutes. Okay, but anyway, so, yeah, so when they're at their wedding night and they're about to, like, get married, uh, the two parents, they get the note that says, like, hey, you have to complete the game that you started. I'm the Gargoyle King. But this whole thing ends up just being a, a ruse because... Moose's dad was once gay, is gay, but had got got it repressed, and then is very anti-gay now. He uh, went to is, the creepy. He got sister. it repressed. He well, went he, to well, the creepy. got it repressed by. <laughs> went to the repressed store. This is Quiet Mercy. Yeah, this is Quiet Mercy. So they're just like this uh, deprogramming uh, place that just does all kinds of terrible. It, like things. also steals babies from unwed mothers, and also just like. Oh, so it's every horrible human rights atrocity. Yeah, that's the best part. Uh, Andrew, we found out. uh, Excuse me, Jason. We found out at some point in one of the previous episodes, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy were part of the Catholic Church. They got thrown Mm. out during Vatican II, which was 40 years ago, and they just kept on trucking, and no one in Riverdale questioned anything. All of that checks out. Dude, no one in Riverdale questions anything literally ever. That's why this show is able to We gotta get through this episode. This episode, (laughs) what happens. This podcast is going to be seven hours long. (laughs) The Gargoyle King is going to kill Kevin and Moose so that they both have to drink the the Flavor-Aid and the blue liquid. And, oh no, neither of them were being poisoned. It was just Kevin's dad dressed like the Gargoyle King to scare his kid out of being gay. Because he thinks that works. And then when we find out in a flashback episode, the reason Kevin's dad is so mad, sorry, the reason Moose's dad is so mad is because he really loved and tried to kiss Kevin's dad, who's currently getting married. And there's this flashback where apparently Moose's dad looked just like Moose when he was young. And Kevin's dad looked exactly like Kevin when he was young. And there's a scene of them kissing briefly. And then Kevin's like, whoa, dude. What, dude? The way, like, no, like, I can't, no movie or TV show has ever done it, interestingly enough. It's always the same way. It's like, where one character kisses another character and the one dude is straight, and he's like, whoa, dude. Like, it's always that. He's like, not my, not my bro, dude. It's not what I do. I'm <laughs> But yeah, so then Moose, Moose's, uh, dad gets arrested by Skeet Ulrich, who is now the sheriff. Uh, who used to be a biker gang leader. It's very not complicated. Just kidding. It's complicated. Uh, and then <laughs> it's we not find complicated. Out, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. That's fair. That's fair. So then Moose now has to leave the show because he's going to go live with his parents, uh, his like grandparents or his aunt and uncle or something. And that's well, just when he said he was stay. moving to a nearby town, I got so excited because I thought he was going to move to Sabrina season two. But nope, he moves oh. to a town in between the, their two towns. That would be pretty good. Uh, there is a reference to Brokeback Riverdale. I have that in my notes. Uh, oh, also, um, so Cheryl and uh, Tori? Wow, why do I forget her name every time? Tati? Tony. Tati? Tony. Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony Todd. Not Tony Todd. Uh, mm. That would be interesting. Though. Uh, that I would can't be wait a to weird twist. Kills every fucking body. <laughs> um, but uh, so they get kicked out of the serpents. So they start their own gang called the Pretty Poisoned, where it's all these like cool girls, and it's a cool girl group, and they're gonna fuck shit up. And Cheryl and Tony are the leaders, and that's. Oh, are these like 
Are these like actual gangs? Like, uh, what makes them a gang? Like, how do? What's the criteria? They have a name, and there's like six of them. Do they have matching know. jackets. <laughs> they, have, they do. They do have matching jackets. I think they kill they, bloods. They kill. The serpents, <laughs> the serpents have jackets for sure. Oh, the serpents' deaths have jackets. No, the pretty poisons thing. have badass jackets. And once I get a job, the first thing I'm blowing my money on is a pretty poisons jacket from a fan yes. site. Yes. Uh, also, Josie and Archie get in a relationship because Josie has a big uh, music thing. Josie's the only int- like real character in the show because right now because she's not doing anything crazy yet. Uh, and she just has a, a thing for Juilliard. She doesn't get in, and then she's all sad, and then Archie's, like, there to comfort her, and then they kiss, and they go, mmm, 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 romance. Uh, so they're a thing now. Um, oh, yeah, also, uh, oh, yeah, the weirdest thing about the Juilliard audition is, for some reason, Archie's just there. He's sitting yes. in on the audition, where they, I'm pretty sure they'd be like, the fuck are you doing here, Archie? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, Archie, you little shit. Get out. Uh, also, um, they do, Reggie and Veronica owe a lot of money because they had all their Jingle Jangle shipment. They burnt it all and they messed with, uh, Jughead's mom. So they have to rob Reggie's dad's dealership and take a bunch of money and then drive away. That's just a thing that happens. He robs his own, it's like in fucking, uh, Bottle Rocket when Luke and Owen Wilson rob their own parents' house, but it's played... Mm -hmm for serious instead of for laughs. So are Reggie and Veronica like positioned as villains in this or No. No, no, no. Oh, no. That would this make is a good sense. Thing. This is Everybody a good thing that they just committed show. robbery and did some shenanigans. Like it's just, yeah, you I know can't how, tell like, when you're like fucking with me right now. You know how like when you were in high school and there were those kids that like owned a casino and were robbing people and like were involved in the drug trade and they were like everybody's favorite and they were the hero. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was me. It's very relatable. <laughs> yeah, see, you get it. Oh, and also, uh, Gladys, who is Jughead's mom, is now coming with Jelly Bean to move back into the trailer. So that's that episode. So um, I, I went Sophie. through my notes on this episode really quick, and I just want to add some context. Um, there's as um, Valeska talked about, there being so many fucking plots in every episode. There's an entire side plot. That doesn't matter, and as far as I can tell, is never going to go anywhere, and they just put it in there because they got a fancy school set thrown upon them, and they accidentally booked it. And Cheryl, totally out of character. (laughs) This whole show is unfortunately making Cheryl be out of character. But she decides she has to go to her mom's alma mater. Now, bear in mind, she fucking hates her mom. She literally had her grandma become her legal guardian. And they say her grandma went there, too. But her grandma's, like, a thousand years old. Her grandma did not go to college. I'm sorry. But, like, when her grandma was going to college... Thank you very much. So she's a thousand years old. She's played by a four thousand year old. (laughs) When her grandma was... Uh, It's a very odd casting choice. When her grandma was going to college... And her grandma also is in the most badass wheelchair ever. And it's just, like, wheeling around literally doing gardening. Her grandma is a total slayer, just like Cheryl. And, um... Yeah. So... The uh, so, so she said, all, everyone in my family has gone to this college. And I'm like, your grandma couldn't have gone there because all these Ivy Leagues were super fucking sexist until, like, the Supreme Court made them accept women. So just, like, pick a better school, asshole. Like, so, uh, Sorry, um, you seem like you're using historical knowledge and logic. Um, <laughs> I think you need to 
Get the fuck out of this Riverdale Those ring Those things have no bearing here. We all know yeah. this. Maybe no, she went at when, maybe here. she went when she was at the ripe age of nine hundred. Like yeah, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Maybe she went there when she was at an older age. Yeah. But she can't so, get in because of uh, right. She can't get in yeah. because her mom has like blocked it due to a diversity thing. They're like the school's all like. We are accepting a more diverse crowd. No, to they literally our say, alma mater. which would get them sued in a second. They are not accepting any children of alumni. That yeah, is that's the justification. <laughs> and then, and then, like she goes to her mom, goes, blah 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 blah, and her mom goes, blah 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 blah. blah. And then it gets solved, right? Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure it gets solved. <laughs> and it's, like, the she... dumbest plot line. And then... So, like, this was Riverdale's commentary on the whole, like, uh, paying for college thing that's happening in the States right now. No, this caused it, because this was before <laughs> that. <laughs> they watched it, and they're like, wait a minute. What shenanigans is happening? Yeah. You need to look into this. This seems like a flawed system. They were really going to try to figure out why Cheryl couldn't get into school, and they uncovered something much darker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sophie. Oh, uh, I do want to mention my only note on that entire plot line that is worth repeating is that what she should have done to get in if she really wanted to go to this stupid fucking school was just start an archery program in Riverdale because Ivy Leagues go fucking nuts for weird athletic scholarships so they can show that they have, like, diversity in terms of activities since they don't want to have, you know... Actual ethnic um, diversity. This is the show with flying incest babies, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll get back to the flying incest babies. Sorry we had to get into the real life, okay? Uh, <laughs> and other shit. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Sophie, <laughs> what happened in Firewalk with me? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we have to synopsize this episode. No, Let's sorry. Before I we watch... go to Sophie, we should uh, u- utilize okay. Valeska and say, so Valeska, we just explained too many things. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, what from Wikipedia <laughs> did you glean? Like, what was your experience reading about this nonsense in a paragraph? It's really undescribable. Yeah, I'm sorry if that's I mean, an unfair question. I mean, basically every sentence was something different. I, I had to deal with these, like, the serpents versus the fucking ghoulies, and the fucking gargoyle king came in, and he was, like, trying to get parents to join a coven or something <laughs> is what I kind of bleed from that. Um, and then the whole like casino thing and the speakeasy. I, okay, hold on a second. There was like another thing. Um, oh, yeah, no worries. The, the ghoulies, through. you a good point. When the ghoulies invaded the bunker to try oh, yeah, and, get... and then the ghoulies, the ghoulies turned into the gargoyles. Why did they have the name change? Uh, because they had a leadership change. So <laughs> the gargoyles are becoming the dominant uh, Force in Riverdale. Uh, the gargoyles. The uh, argument is because the they went to wait, wait. college. So are there actual <laughs> ghoulies with the college? <laughs> oh. I am so confused. Okay, you so to gargoyles. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, honestly, Valeska, ju- Valeska, just so it's clear, even if you had watched every episode, you would be equally as confused. It okay. doesn't make more sense when you watch it. But I think that's Actually, the advantage of having someone reading a source, like, Wikipedia is based in logic. Like, I so often read really 
shitty Wikipedia articles because I'm reading about dumb shit no one cares about, and we'll say, like, this has too much uh, personal bias. So, like, this, uh, Archie's uh, Wikipedia page does not have that. I know I call the show Archie. This has too much fucking. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So, Valeska is reading the most Uh, logical possible version of this stupid show. So, tell us what you learned. Well, I was going to say, in Wikipedia, they call it consummating their love, not fucking. (laughs) That's That's probably the biggest difference I've found between this podcast and the Wikipedia page. Welcome to Archie Consummates His Love, uh, the podcast that will just be streaming through the nation. Uh, Or Andrew calls it Archie Hwangs or whatever you... Archie Patangs. I don't know. Schwangadangs. I don't know. Those words. I have words. I use them. Uh, Okay, so uh, I just want to say it does make perfect sense that the ghoulies became the gargoyles uh, because the gargoyles are led by a person named Kurtz who is very much like Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now in the sense that they literally, you, in this Fire Walk With Me episode, they literally frame him like Colonel Kurtz, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. He's in the shadows, and he's like shadowed the exact same way. And you're like, you are, what are you doing, show? Do not reference Apocalypse Now. You will never get to that level. Is Sorry, he so, like the weird, gross, I mean, grease guy? Yes. Yeah, he's he's the grease guy who I basically just... He's just the goth kids from South Park. Like, uh, yeah, well, I thought he reminded me of those those two creepy brothers in Always Sunny that shower together. Oh, the McCoyles. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, okay, Sophie, what happened in this yeah, let's, episode? Yeah, let's let Sophie describe Okay, it. guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, when Andrew first threw to me, I was like, I don't remember what happened in this episode because the show is insane. So I've pulled up the IMDb summary, and I'm going to go from there. So <laughs> the main thing that you need to know about this episode is that, like, Archie and – I think Archie and Josie are at the, like, weird abandoned boxing gym that he belongs to – and they keep hearing a noise, and they're like, what's that? Even though it's clearly somebody flicking a lighter, which, like, you wouldn't hear from as far away as the source of the sound is. <laughs> and they, like, guys, walk guys. around this creepy, dark, abandoned... Yes, Andrew? We skipped an episode. This is an episode after this episode. I'm so sorry, because we didn't have the episode where uh, Archie actually learns how to box from the sexy dad squad and has a, Andrew, and has a Andrew, thing. Andrew, this episode sucks. I'm going to give you – I'm going to put two minutes on the timer, and you're going to explain the whole episode. No, I'm okay, going to put okay, one okay. minute on the timer, and you're going to explain no, the whole No, 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 no. Give me two. Give me two. Give, give me two. two. Okay. I love this. Can you do this for every episode? No, no, okay. <laughs> one second. Two, two minutes on the timer, and Go. Archie has a boxing fight. Archie loses the fight because he originally is paid to, but then he really tries hard, and then he fails anyways because he fucking sucks. Archie is dumb. Then there's some shit that happens in a trailer. Love the morning routine. They have some stuff in the morning. There's a baptism that happens on a farm. It's the farm. She drowns, and then she comes back up, and she pukes up because she thinks she's going to die, but her mom doesn't die. And then her mom goes, I'm reborn. Let's sell the apartment. It's actually not an apartment. It's a house. And then Arch, uh, Betty gets real mad, and Betty sets a fire on the house, and the house starts burning, and you're like, oh, my God, Betty. Oh, the whole house is going to fire down. But the house is later. The firehouse is later. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. stop talking now. Corrupt Sheriff, sit down with Gladys. Veronica fighting with Gladys. Elio threatens Archie because he doesn't <laughs> want to do a fight. Remember Elio? I don't. There's a person named Governor <laughs> Dooley. Hermione Lodge for, paid for him. Her, her husband to be murdered talk twice. Talk fast for bam, one bam, minute. Bam. 
Gargoyles join to... What? Oh, yeah, gargoyles join the serpents because they have to because the serpents' numbers are down because all the female serpents have left for the pretty poisons and the serpents are going to disband because there's not enough of them. But then the sheriff says, hey, why don't you get the ghoulies? And then our... uh. The ghoulies aren't a thing anymore because the ghoulies have become the gargoyles. So then Jughead has to go to the gargoyles. And then he's like, gargoyles are too fucking creepy. Then he goes to Gladys. And Gladys is like, bitch, I need those gargoyles. So the gargoyles now are part of the group too. So they're all one thing. So there's a scene where it's the farm versus the poisons versus the gargoyles. Somebody says, what is this, a Roger Corman movie? And it's like, no, it's not that good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Then there's some boxing. You can see the scars on Archie from the invisible bear fight. He's got bear claws. Um, he is, you know, just boom, boom, boom. Somebody calls him Heckle. Someone says Heckle be Jekyll. I don't remember why. Maybe I just put that. Uh, <laughs> I think we're on. A, I think we're on a different episode now. I think that's Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, can you do that again? But throw like a nice beat underneath it. Yes. Yeah. You were like you were like on the cadence under- at the beginning. That was it was great. Yeah. We didn't start the fire. Oh. Yeah, no, that was under two minutes. My alarm didn't even go off. Oh. <laughs> By the way, this is the sound my alarm was gonna make. <laughs> We're gonna get shut it off. Shut it off. Shut it off. The lawyers are here. The lawyers are here. They're breaking down the door. They're breaking down my door. Uh, yeah, so nothing really interesting happens in that episode. But, like, uh, Archie does have, like, a little thing about whether or not he should just take the money. But then he, like, gives the money back, and then he doesn't throw the fight, but he still loses because they think this is, like, a Rocky episode. It, it's literally a split decision like Rocky, but the way Rocky has emotional resonance between him and Adrian, and they announce the split decision as him and Adrian are meeting each other through the crowd, and you just hear that it's a split decision, this oh, has uh, them stand Riverdale, there for, Riverdale. like, nine minutes and show them being like, and one judge said this... And, and yeah, then just stretch terrible. it out for as long as possible. <laughs> it's oh, terrible. Yeah. And also note that this is a functional boxing ring. That that will be uh, something that comes up later. But this is a real boxing ring that has people in it that has extras, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> that'll be... Oh, and uh, Hiram, Hiram gives him... Archie now is apparently not the owner, but the... uh... No, 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 no. That's a few episodes from now. That's why this is relevant, because they run out of money soon, and they can't afford the extras. Yes! So, uh, this is... so Okay, Sophie, sorry, you were talking about uh, finding the child. disconcerting that the people who have actually seen this fucking show can't even keep it straight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so things that happen in this episode. Uh, And like I said... My memory of this is pretty vague, so here we go. My first note was, how many gangs are there now? And then, <laughs> how, many child, how many child shelters are there? The reason for the second note is because Archie and Josie are hanging out in the abandoned boxing ring in a warehouse that he boxes at for fun at night with no lights on. It's not abandoned. <laughs> and, it's, actually, it's actually a working thing, but in order to keep... Like, he boxes at a gym for free, but in order to keep boxing at the gym, they ask him to close up and to clean shop. Oh, sure, and you're sure, right. Sure. That's the beginning of them running out of money to have extras at the boxing gym. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's just no one around because I sweep the place up. <laughs> right. You just go ahead and clean up, and then you can box as long as you want by yourself in the dark. So Josie Box-ed is there talking to him. They keep, hearing, they keep hearing this noise, which is a lighter, like, clicking. It's very clear that's what the sound is. And they're, like, creeping through this giant-ass building to find it. And in a dark, closed-off closet where you have never heard this sound coming from, there's a child 
just like flicking a lighter by himself. <laughs> and the main plot of the episode is basically that Archie has like semi adopted this child, and it's like I'm gonna find him a home because he has the weird mark on him that says that the the gargoyle people are gonna fucking sacrifice him. And Archie has it too on his hip. I saw that in the previously on. So there's that. Um, Veronica is like really mad that her dad and Gwendolyn or whatever the fuck are doing shit at her casino. And like, uh, it's her casino. She's like 17 and she should just get to run up by herself because she's an adult and she's mad about it. And that's like a very big plot line. And Reggie's just mad that they're not fucking anymore. And she doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> can we can we just back up one second and i want some yeah. clarification on this so yes. the dude who owns this boxing ring is like hey convicted felon escape prisoner archie <laughs> ha- go ahead and take my the keys to um, my fucking library okay. um, very uh, very great point Archie was cleared of all his crimes, even though escaping prison is a crime. Uh, but whatever, he was cleared <laughs> okay, of all of his crimes. Wait, wait, wait. what were crimes? People uh, who are cleared of people who are cleared of their crimes are not just like people who are just like okay, everything's no, no, fine. Sorry. We, sorry, Valeska needs to know what his crimes were. Uh, so last oh year, wait, wait, wait. Let's have Jason describe them. Who's never seen this? Show. I have no idea. Oh no, no, I can tell you exactly what they are. I have a good. I have just a running tally. Can you wrap them? Oh. Yeah, of course I can rap. Um, insert good rap here. <laughs> oh yeah, you gonna lay down the beat, Danny? You gonna lay down a beat? I was trying to. Oh. That was with the confidence of a man who's drank half a bottle. Archie of becomes all oh, right. <laughs> Archie becomes an off mafioso. Also, okay, stop this right now. This Guys, our podcast. podcast has literally never yeah, been so into it. Quite <laughs> in this moment, right? <laughs> now. My name is Archie, it. and I'm here to say I became alt right and a mafioso in a major way. Uh, they <laughs> frame me for murder, but it wasn't me. Uh, look at me now. I'm going to juvie. So, oh my wow. god, that is amazing. <laughs> brought that together. You brought it back at the end. <laughs> so that's what they'll say about my life. People like my life will just be whatever, and then at the end they'll be like, you know what? Way to die. It's a good death. <laughs> yeah. Solid death. Solid death. Oh. Uh, but yeah, sorry, that was Archie's crimes. But yeah, yeah he's not an expert. Wait, so anymore. he went alt right? Well, oh, uh, he just basically alt-right. took his shirt off. Like they all, all the men took oh, their shirt off. And they were just like, we're going to take our shirt off and we're going to beat the shit out of the Black Hood. And I'm pretty sure the first person that they think is a black hood is the gang that's mostly minorities. So yeah, they're basically they, all right. They See? literally yeah, blame, not great. They blame the poor people for the problems in the town. Yeah. So I mean, the when really <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Veronica on the. Obviously <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I am the poorest of us all. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen what Danny just drank water out of? <laughs> it's the most what? luxurious looking cereal container I've ever seen. What the fuck is that? For those of you uh, at, at like listening at home that don't have the advantage of video, I am drinking out of what I guess is technically some sort of weird 80s measuring cup because it has little markations on it. But it's the shape of like when 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 they drink the blue milk in Star Wars, it's that kind of container. It looks like what you pee into in the hospital. Yes, thank you. Good description. Anyways. 
Anyway, so oh, and running. I did, I did steal my my drink container from the hospital when I was in a few weeks ago. Gonna, uh, you sure it was a drink container? Anyways, uh, uh, they just told me I have to go back next week, so you guys might get another fun <laughs> hospital video of me on uh, painkillers. Sounds good, Sophie. All right, so I'm focused. I'm gonna focus on the plot around Archie and this like juvenile that he found in a wall that he's like babysitting now. So. He takes this child home with him. He's, like, doing a bunch of research. At some point, the child runs away. He follows the kid to Andrew, or uh, Danny can probably answer this, some kind of, like, weird lair where he's hiding in the walls again. And it's the Ghoulies on the wall. fucking clubhouse. No, it's, yeah, the, the, gargoyles. Ghoulies, it's the, the Gargoyles. It's the Gargoyles clubhouse. Clubhouse. And there's, like, names on the wall of people they're going to sacrifice or whatever the fuck. So he's hiding and in the walls they, like a dude? Yeah, yeah, very much so. So Archie Archie rescues him. While all this is happening, like um, Kevin has become very involved in the farm. Betty's very worried about it. She's trying to work that out. Betty, Betty trying to sell the house. Sorry, Betty suggests that he Betty suggests that he uses Bumble because the show now has one Bumble advertisement per episode, and it's somehow the thing that I find the most offensive of all the nonsense. There was a Bumble contest where you could swipe right on KJ Appa, Archie's actor, and get entered into a contest. And you bet your ass I entered that contest (laughs) because I had questions about him. He would not have enjoyed that day because it just would be like. So in uh, episode seventeen, uh, why do you do that? Uh, but also, we should talk briefly about the farm and Kevin joining the farm because yes, the farm was related to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, right? Like, because in season one, when uh, Betty's uh, sister gets moved from the farm to be with the sisters, or it's the other way around, but either way, they are connected, and the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Literally, were doing gay conversion. There is no. She fucking... joined, I thought she joined the farm as her, her like healing from staying at Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Hmm, maybe. I feel like they like each other though. I don't oh. think that you're like related organizations. I don't think they have okay. like a, the farm a, does a buy. I'm so sorry I interrupted you, so. Oh, the farm does buy. Yeah, so the farm does purchase the Sisters of Quiet Mercy because that's where they have the party in the Heathers episode, yes. which is they the buy most... the building. Important distinction, right? But that's the most insane place for Cheryl to party ever. Cheryl was literally locked for three episodes in that place doing gay right. conversion therapy that nearly drove her insane. Now she's just partying and singing Bad Heather's the musical songs and just There's not giving a There's a scene where like, someone's just sitting in like a bathing trough in the middle of a room surrounded by other people, but that's a different episode, so we're not there yet. So... <laughs> No, we're so, on the episode that's named after a David Lynch movie, and dare I say, doesn't live up to its source material. I think that you dare say it. Um, so, there's this really great, I think it's the opening of this episode, where Alice is hoping to sell her house, and Betty like walks into this potential sale that's happening with no real, real estate agent, unless Alice is a real estate agent now. <laughs> Um, oh no, Alice is everything. Remember she became a reporter for the one episode. Oh, you didn't see this, but she oh, became yes. a, she became a reporter for the one episode where fucking uh the sheriff she needed a fucking a live report from the field and now she's a real estate agent apparently. Yeah. Al- Alice was always a reporter. Throughout from the first episode Alice was always a reporter. So that's been consistent. Like she's consistently I do remember that. I don't know when she but, became a real estate agent, but Betty walks in and is like 
my dad was a serial killer and he told us that right here. And my mom hit him with a shovel and you shouldn't buy this house because it's haunted and bad. So it's in Which this would just episode. make me buy the house, by the way. Like if so, if I was going through a house and someone's like, people be dead here. And I'd be like, take my money. Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm pretty sure this is the episode where Betty lights the house on fire. I think that's how this episode ends. Oh, which is like the beginning sorry. of a the beginning of a uh, streak of Betty lighting stuff on fire, but we're not there yet. So <laughs> we go back to uh, Jughead is like trying to manage the like fighting between the serpents and the gargoyles and trying to like bring them together to be one unit. But the like the greasy gross one is angry about it because he's fucking tweaked all the time and very weird. And then uh, Kurt, uh, Colonel Kurtz, yes, perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps the best part of the episode, certainly the most memorable, Archie is on the phone with someone from Child Services who's like, we found a placement for that tiny child who you found in a wall. We found a place for him to go. But his full name is whatever the fuck. And his older brother is, somebody help me. Oh, his uh, older Joe brother Kwan? is Joaquin. 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 <laughs> do, they, do they, like, I don't remember who. No, okay. sorry. I do yeah, remember that Joaquin is significant for being named Joaquin because they introduced this character in season one, and then in season right. three, or sorry, season two, but, like, that was a reoccurring character. He was not introduced just for season three, that, that, that character. Oh, really? I thought he yeah. was so... Oh, yeah, that's right, because that's how Archie gets into his first illegal boxing ring. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, right. So, anyway, that character did exist. I thought they pulled a cheap one and just had Archie be like, Oh, Joaquin, I know you, and, like, pretended that oh, the character... Oh, no, he was just like a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that character <laughs> was already... died, right? Yeah, he died because yes. he tried to kill Archie because that yeah. was the red... Kill the Red Paladin quest. This character right. was already named Joaquin, and they went in to write a new season. They said, you know what Joaquin should do is literally exactly the scene of Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator, and I forgot to mention it in the episode, the Prison Break episode, and Joaquin died just acting like Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator. He did the exact same swipe across the chest that Russell Crowe gets, and I just want to mention that this show... Even when they don't purposely name characters as references to better films, not that Gladiator's the best film ever, but I dare say it was better than the... Oh, boxing... better than Riverdale? Heresy. Heresy. Okay, no, no. I actually wouldn't even say it's better than Riverdale, but it's better than the boxing <laughs> prison escape episode of Riverdale. I would say it's better than Riverdale, but let's neither here nor there. So here's what happens. So he gets this phone call. This tiny child is the little brother of Joaquin, who's now dead. And the lady's like, by the way he has a history of, like, aggressive and self-injurious behavior. And at that exact moment, all the power in Archie's house cuts out. <laughs> and I laughed out loud. He's like, oh, that should be totally fine. And, like, turns around to the room the kid was in and there's nobody there. And the kid and... calls and is like, do you like scary movies? <laughs> He's, like, walking around the house like, I don't remember the kid's name, like, Ricky or something. He's like, Ricky? Oh, River Phoenix. Ricky? Hello? And then the kid, like, slashed him with a butcher knife because he made the scar himself, and he's, like, trying to be one of the goblins or gargoyles or whatever the shit. <laughs> and, uh, and then his dad, Archie's dad, comes home and is like, what happened? Did that tiny child stab you? And the tiny child's gone. And uh, that's pretty much the end of that episode. Fair. Yeah. No, that's fair. Is, it, is that the last episode that he's in? Oh, that is kid? That the, 
Oh yeah, that so, kid just disappears. So, so no, oh, Luke, Luke Perry. No, Luke Perry's in the next episode, the the final episode. They, they film things at least a month in advance, so I'm really worried about how the show's going to handle his death in a few episodes. Because this show sucks balls at even handling fiction. I don't know how they're going to deal I'm, with something that happened in well, real life. I, I, this show I, is incredibly sensitive and very well written, and I think it does a great job. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they'll just go like the Poochie route. Like Luke Perry's like, I have to return to my home planet. And then it'll be like a poor animation of him flying to the sky, and it's like, Archie, you were an alien the whole time. Wow, all of my conversations and humanistic abilities now make a lot of sense because I'm crazy. Um, yeah, so that's that episode. Uh, not a lot happens. Although, is this the? Oh no, this isn't the episode. So the next episode is when they go full-on trying to solve Archie's everyone's trying to kill him. Because the reason why the kid tried to kill him to get into Gargoyles is because he had one of the Kill the Red Paladin thing cards. Oh, which let's are, go right into that. Cause this, you, guys basically... keep saying, you guys keep saying not a lot happens on this episode. From my perspective, every fucking thing happens on every <laughs> All right, so nothing that <laughs> matters Sounds insane. And, and let's, so yeah, we should make sure, because we don't want to exclude our two, um, you know, uh, contributors that haven't actually viewed the material so let's go uh I first i think we're, we're doing a pretty good job of excluding them yeah, <laughs> yeah so let's, let's go if you look at if you look at the their their faces right now they give that face where they're like don't don't talk no no, no. So let's go first first to jason and uh say so so where, where do you where do you think it goes from there <laughs> It could go any fucking place. Uh, a black hole could open up in Riverdale and suck every character into it. And you know what? I wouldn't give a fuck. That's wishful thinking. <laughs> okay, Jason, that was a very insightful comment. <laughs> oh, so uh, Valeska, um, based on the five lines that Wiki gave you, um, I think you actually somehow learned more about Archie from reading that because this episode was a trash fire. I mean, I'm really still trying to figure out what the fuck a Gargoyle King is at this point. <laughs> so, so, uh, I think we all are, to yeah. be honest. I don't think anyone really knows who the Gargoyle King is. They've done, like, five false reveals of the Gargoyle King because at first you were like, is this, like, some real-ass, like, supernatural stuff? Like, there's literally going to be a King of the Gargoyles? But it's just some dumb costume. Like, it literally looks like some wicker man. It looks like a walking wicker man is just like going around and like Nicholas Cage is just in there like, it's, um, it's actually the same thing as the Goblin King with 30% less David Bowie bulge. <laughs> <laughs> that's still a lot of bulge though. That's just like, <laughs> it's only 30%. This, it's actually that's just a, a walking bulge. Um, <laughs> why don't they just call him Bulge King then? How <laughs> <laughs> much less confusing. <laughs> the Bulge King of Bulgington. Uh, <laughs> oh god yep so next go to the next episode i guess uh so the next episode um is this american ooh. dreams yes this is american oh, can dreams. i summarize this um yeah i guess no more toledo top chop shop that's just a that's just a, a note that i have no more to <laughs> okay i'm gonna summarize this just by reading my notes <laughs> let's see how this goes um First note, what the fuck are they doing to Cheryl Blossom? This is such manufactured relationship drama. Next note, FP has a constant shit-eating grin that he wears <laughs> whenever he puts on that Smokey the Bear hat. 
and it's beautiful. Yes. And it's Can so- you blame him though? Oh no, it's it's. I like, just want to hug him whenever Sophie, he does. We've you and me have discussed how much we love Skeeter Rich, but he always looked like a hobo that wandered onto the set of this show, and now he finally has his purpose, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> it's so- to be Sheriff Hobo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's he's so perfect as like the sketchy sheriff on this who just like covers up murders and shit. I love it. So, um uh and then there's a sincere conversation between Jughead and FP and it's uh one of those oh, it's weird actually moments. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, weird moment on the show where it seems like a normal show and they just drop the crazy cuckoo stuff for a minute, you know? Yeah, and they're just like, Dad, I love and respect you. Yeah. Son. I also love and respect you. Yeah. Emotional um, bond. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Cheryl's grandma dresses like the long-lost member of the Adams family. <laughs> hey, Reggie, who became a selfless man with no motivation and no explanation, is back to being a cocky fuck with no motivation and no explanation. That only lasted this episode. For the record. <laughs> no, he was a cocky fuck in the next episode, too. Because didn't you remember that scene where they're both, when him and Archie are just like, Yo, man, just me and my straight bro friend doing musical theater. It's so not yes. <laughs> But, like, they are, they are, aren't they playing the two, they're playing the two jocks that are in a relationship right. in the Heathers, oh. right? Yeah, yes. I, I thought yes. that was yes. meant, I gave him too much credit and thought he was oh. joking about his character. Do you think he's even no. read the script? And that's being Absolutely the not. Do you think the actor knew he read his script? <laughs> 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 Reggie is like 100% improv. <laughs> he filmed that entire Son is also a star movie without knowing he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just them wandering around the set of Riverdale. <laughs> Oh, and uh, this is this is actually a uh, <laughs> we're getting to important stuff because I actually took the time on my phone typing to bold things. <laughs> oh, okay. Got the bold. So we have. Well, first I should mention that um, I, I used to criticize the actress playing Betty, um, but I've realized that uh, either she's a better actress, or I've started to realize just how terrible the dialogue she gets even versus the other characters and she doesn't she does a good job so i feel bad that i've criticized her in the past um but then the bold stuff okay the ghoulies nicknames all real the deuteronomy weasel termite and jinx jinx the name of halle berry's character in james bond (laughs) Uh, i don't know termite's kind of good i think deuteronomy I just want to another day. Oh, Deuteronomy. Um, yeah, so the, uh, the, uh, Jughead is worried about losing control of the serpents, so he gets FP to make them all deputies, so they've all been deputized now, um, and they're gonna be taught by the old sheriff how to be good deputies. Uh, it's, that's a thing that happens. Uh, the main, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, the gang, the biker gang who's named after snakes, they are now deputized. All makes sense. It's, well, I mean, it's a the rational... former sheriff was like a former gang member too, right? So I guess of that, that makes gang. sense. Yeah, of that so thing. It, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah so it all kind of nepotism. Yeah, exactly. It's just nepotism. Just nepotism. It's like the end of just some healthy nepotism when all the droogs become police officers. And... <laughs> <laughs> right, there is precedent set. I get it now. 
It's, okay. Yep, there you go. All precedent. Uh, speaking of precedent, so we finally get the culmination of the Kill the Red Paladin card. So Hiram wanted to kill Archie, so he gave out all these fake D&D cards or G&G, if you're going by the syntax of the show, that said, kill the Red Paladin. Archie is the Red Paladin. So that's why that little kid was like, I'm going to stab you, stabby stab. And he had one of the cards that said, kill the Red Paladin. Which so would now induct Archie, him into the gang, the ghoulies. Yeah. Which, a so gang that no longer the exists. Gargoyles. <laughs> the gargoyles. It would get him into the gargoyles. No more ghoulies, only gargoyles. I'm sorry, this is like when they changed their name to Jefferson Starship, and I was like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not with you on this, I'm still calling you Jefferson Airplane. Oh, right, so G&G stands for Griffins and Gargoyles. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You're officially more knowledgeable about the show than anyone else. It's a very very subtle... it's a very subtle metaphor. They're really, um, you know, going out of their way to make it unclear what they're trying to do. Can we? What oh, makes wait. Archie the Red Paladin exactly? Just because he has red hair? Is I guess that's what it is. I think that's what it is. They don't really explain it, but there's this great scene where Archie Why don't goes. Why did he just dye his hair then? Yeah, I know. He's he he, he actually did goes for a while. Yeah, he did. That's true. He's he like, trying to Archie, the law. show me your pubes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Can't the hide those. does not match the dress. I have the whole town um, seen his cubes at this point. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, including the teacher that first episode. Um, but anyways, so okay, so he, there's this great scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's this great scene between Hiram and Archie where uh, Hiram's like, yo, Archie, we got a truce. And then Archie's like, dude, you like tried to kill me. And then Hiram's like, nah, that's old news. But Archie's like, your results of trying to kill me are still out there. And Hiram's like, Oh, yeah, but I'm chill now. It's cool. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm just being chill and deal with my own stuff. He's, like, relentlessly (laughs) chill over trying to murder him. Relentlessly Um, chill. He's relentlessly chill. And, uh, it's the best way to be chill. It's true. <laughs> this is where he gives Archie the abandoned boxing gym because he inherited it by buying uh, apartments or like warehouses near the He docks. bought a tract of land. He's got he huge tract tracts of land. Of land. <laughs> and he was just like, oh yeah, there's this abandoned thing. Archie, you can have it. So now Archie needs to go to everywhere that... Uh, Hiram gave out the Kill the Red Paladin cards to get all of the Kill the Red Paladin people together so that they will then come and fight him. So there's like this big fight scene where Archie just beats the shit out of nerds. It's just nerd <laughs> after nerd. And they're the most ripped nerds I've ever seen, but they are still nerds. There's like a guy in like full on like uh he looks like he's trying to be Arrow from the CW yeah. where he's just like Archie Andrews, you have failed this city. But like, <laughs> is the guy in some Archie. sort of what, like wolf furry thing? I'm not yeah. sure what's going on with that. Yeah, I, I mean, no, sorry, no Ar- offense to furries at all, but not the best choice if you're trying to box. You'll get sweaty. <laughs> this may be the first time. And I've you're ever a bigger target. This might be the first time I've ever actually wanted to watch this show was to see Archie punch a furry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, the other plot line going on in this episode that's important is that Hiram, which is Veronica's dad, and Gladys, who is uh, Jughead's mom, have pretty much taken over the speakeasy that Veronica runs. And Veronica's real mad about it, because and Veronica she hires owes Cheryl. Both of them so much fucking money. She feels yeah, she like owes she them a lot of money. She burned some drugs and took destroyed all of her dad's drug equipment because she wanted her dad to go clean. And her dad's like, "Yeah, I'll go super clean with my illegal with my." 
for-profit prison that I made at the corner of town. Um, that's a real thing, by the way. There's a for-profit prison in town. It makes sense. Uh, but anyway, you're on so every, she you're on every corner. So uh, Cheryl, not Cheryl. So Tony and the Pretty Poisons are now the guards of that of the illegal speakeasy. So they now have the lady gang of teenagers trying to keep out the very much adult gangsters, but hey, it works somehow. Uh, and then this, this makes Cheryl and Tony have more of a relationship schism because Cheryl's not doing it. And Cheryl's all sad. And Cheryl's like, she don't love me no more. And then, so Cheryl shows up, tries to break into the, uh, the illegal speakeasy to get some money. Uh, but then Tony comes by and is like, I got you. And then they fuck. But, like, it's literally, like, so here's what happens. They consummate their love. (laughs) (laughs) They away. Two of them them consummate their love, which is literally intercut with Archie throwing fists at nerds. So, like, Archie (laughs) hits the nerd in the face, cuts down to lovemaking. Hits the nerd in the face, cuts back to lovemaking. Bam, he, he, like, knocks a guy out. Cheryl literally orgasms. You literally see it happen. But that's just what, that's just like what everybody's sex is like, right? Uh, (laughs) We all know how that is. (laughs) We all know you have to watch someone beat the shit out of nerds in order to come. It's an entire thing. Um, And Uh, the thing that bothered me about this scene. Talk later, Sophie. I have an ear for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, interrupted Valeska. Um, no, no. The uh, the thing that bothered me about this scene was not the cutting back and forth between sex and violence, because I think that can be done with purpose, but it was just that they were like, let's cut back and forth between two contrasting things. It doesn't matter what. Like, they literally, I think, watched The Godfather for the first time the week before the episode aired, and they were like, that baptism scene that cuts into murders? Has anyone ever copied that? We'll be geniuses. Look, they've clearly been watching a lot of 70s movies. They were doing, uh, you know, Colonel Kurtz, Apocalypse Now, last one. Like, oh, and God, then, they're just uh, doing Coppola. Yeah, they're, oh, my God, they're on a big Coppola streak. Uh, it's just going to be crazy. I can't wait till they start going full Nicolas Cage because he was once a Coppola. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, his, <laughs> but yeah, Nicolas And then Cage's after, after Cheryl and Tony make love, or sorry, consummate their love. Um, <laughs> Thank you. They break up. Things aren't working anymore, so they break up. And then that makes Cheryl real mad. So there's a scene at the end where it's like pretty much like this Avengers scene. Like, cause you know, at the end of every Avengers movie, it's just Nick Fury showing up and is like, bow, bow, bow. hey, I'm Nick Fury. Some other fucking guy's here. I don't know. Batman McFat face. You <laughs> are now part of the team. Put on a shirt and go fight evil. I can't <laughs> wait till uh, Archie comes out with the Dracula wig on and they fucking just re, they do Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, next couple of events. Yeah, wait. Uh, but so uh, basically, like Kevin is playing Nick Fury because Kevin just shows up at Cheryl's house and Kevin's like, "Hey, Cheryl, you seem angry. Why?" And Cheryl's like, "We're making a musical." And then Kevin's like, "Yeah, the farm is making this weird Jesus musical. Jesus McJesus and like eating cheeses." But and uh, Cheryl is then just like, "No." We're doing Heathers. And then she hits a croquet mallet and she's like, I'm so angry about my breakup that I got to be queen bitch in Heathers. <laughs> Next episode. Yeah, bah, bah, bah. Which, I, I think we should actually make Heathers a, a separate episode track. Um, But uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, I mean, we, 
Heather's super quick. We should just oh, no, no, no. Heather. We're going to do it quick, but I mean, just for people that are interested in talking about the most recent episode, because I do want to get folks' reactions to... Um... Oh, no, that's not a bad idea. Exactly, yeah, see. yeah. So I, I do want to get... Um... So, Valeska, you've never watched this <laughs> show. At what point did you start reading the Wikipedia entries? Was it just for the episodes we're covering? Um, I wa- read the Wikipedia page today during my lunch break, and only for the four episodes that uh, I was move. assigned. Yes, no, so... I'd heard such terrible things about the show beforehand that I'd never really wanted to watch it or had any inclination at all. Mm. I'm kind of curious to watch an episode now, even though Don't I'm not it. supposed to. <laughs> You, I think it just sounds like such a trash fire. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think we we'll, we'll figure out a way as long as she's not watching things in the the period we're discussing. You know, that's. Uh, but Valeska, so what what do you think of Cheryl Blossom based on the wiki knowledge of her? I mean, I only read like three sentences about her in the Wikipedia, <laughs> so I didn't really glean that much knowledge. But hearing you guys talk about her, she sounds like basically the only good thing about the show. Yeah, except for oh, maybe she's great. She's the reason yeah. why she's she's our uh, yeah. album image. It's her, and these are and these are not strong episodes for her. These episodes no. do not do her any favor. Yeah, yeah. No. and she's still amazing. Like the the characters doing the worst stuff ever. And I'm still like, she formed a gang and she fucked it up, but I still love her. It doesn't matter. She's her at her worst is still the best thing in this show. I mean, she formed her own gang and now she's starting like a Heather's musical, so that's already pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. You'd think. I so. mean, it's better than like taking over a abandoned boxing ring. <laughs> Anything's better than that plot line. Oh, also, I want to make sure we all know and think about this every time we see Archie. Every time Archie is shirtless now, he has the scar marks from the invisible bear attack. That's um, all I'm going to say. Poor Appa it's, is having to do an increasing amount of makeup. He's got the scar marks. He's got the paladin brand. And he's got the fucking slithery snake tattoo. Oh, he does. He does have this little snake that he... Um, but yeah, so thank you. Is he one of the serpents? Yeah, he's one of the serpents. No, but... Yeah, he, he, was, well, he was sort of, like, he got inducted so that he wouldn't get... So that they would, like, protect him in while he was in prison, right? It didn't, didn't work that or well. Because yeah. yeah. oh, as right. soon as he got into prison, they're like, this guy in a snake. He he's a Slytherin. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, so, speaking of Slytherin, I think um, we could end this episode. Well, we won't end this episode, but my final comment will be I was at uh, Chicago's comic convention, C2E2, this previous weekend, and there were a bunch of people dressed as Sheer uh, Horowitz from Clueless because they were doing a, a Clueless uh, panel, and they, they brought them on the, the stage before the panel, and the, the best costume is definitely the woman who was dressed as if Sheer Horowitz was in Slytherin, and she dubbed her costume Sheer Horowitch. Oh, yes, that's fantastic. I kind of love that. Yeah. I'm into it. it. I like it. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Uh, Okay, so we will end this episode and then quickly just launch into the next episode. Exactly. Do do you have any profound final thoughts about the garbage fire so far, Andrew? Uh, You know what? Garbage gonna fire. (laughs) Garbage gonna fire. Sugar. Hello, Andrew here, joined with... Thor! Oh my god, you made me say my name this time. I wasn't ready for that kind of commitment. 
I know that's what I that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm changing it up a little bit. I got to keep you on your toes for these outros. <laughs> um, we we did end the episode a little abruptly because we kind of came into uh, an idea mid show to separate the final episode, so we didn't get a proper outro. I just want to give everyone their plugs since they were so nice to come on. Thank you for saying um, we instead of you know me strong arming you into ending the show, which is what happened. Well. Either way, the show ended, but people didn't get their plugs in. Thor, what are your plugs? Yeah, you can go to, like, hourofthunder.podomatic.com or just type Thor's Hour of Thunder or Hour of Thunder into a podcatcher, and you'll get, like, a whole year's worth of our episodes. Or if you email me and want any back episodes, we've done 680 of them. So, you know, that's too many. Or is it not enough? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, you can find Valeska, who read all of our Wikipedia entries, on Twitter at BitchcraftTO. And you can find Sophie at on Twitter at Philly's Femme. Philly as in Philadelphia. Femmes as in the French word for female. Or girls? I don't know. Femmes. Yeah, it's about how it sounds. Like Femme, femme Fatale. Like Femme Fatale, because Sophie is a slayer. Just in case you didn't know. Uh, and Jason, Jason, you can find with me and with Sophie and occasional guest Valeska. And I'm sure one time we're going to have Thor on because we got to have Thor on. It hasn't Aww. happened yet, but believe me, we want you there because you're such a good podcaster. Uh, at Electric Terror on the Bloody Good Horror Patreon feed and sometimes the main feed when they let us. Um, yeah, so that's where to follow us. Uh, as for the podcast, this has so been... So that's bloodygoodhorror.com, and then throw money at them, and they'll let you listen to Andrew. Because Andrew's uh, just that yeah. fucking good. Well, I mean, everyone else is the talented one. They just kind of uh, can't get rid of me. I'm a, like rising, a rising tide lifts all boats. That's true, that's true. I'm the Babadook. You can't escape me. Uh, <laughs> as always... This has been a Milkshake and Mimosas production. Email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com. That and is spelled A-N-D. It's the full word. And follow us on Twitter at M&M Podcast at M ampersand M Podcast. Yes, that's a real Twitter handle. They didn't take it. And until next time, trash fire's gonna burn.